We open to crashing waves against the dark hull of a large vessel. We hear shouts and the clamoring of boots against wood. We slowly pan up and see a name etched between barnacles, the man's promise. We watch through portholes as sailors rush below decks, and we rise to the top deck to see a figure with his back to us at the ship's wheel. His shoulder-length jet black hair rests on a long pearl-encrusted coat, and he grips the wheel with ashy gray hands. Storm clouds as black as the void loom ahead of the ship, and torrents of water batter the top deck, causing sailors to fall to the ground. We pan around the dark figure to see a fetchling with cold, calculating, dark gray eyes. The clouds, they're falling back. Push forward, head it to them. Talk on, keep us on course. We turn and see a scrawny young hero with dark, piercing eyes. Wild dreads and a small pair of cracked round glasses sprayed with water, pointing at a pair of ships, turning away behind them in calmer waters. I know, dick. Just keep your mouth shut and do your job. Hold on! Tarkhan yanks on the wheel. The ship begins to shift course 90 degrees, attempting to skirt away from the giant storm ahead of them. Tarkhan continues to hold the wheel, but the ship groans with resistance. Tarkhan grunts and his arms begin to bulge with new black shadowy muscles as he begins to turn the wheel back again. The ship shrieks with pain as if the storm were gripping her, pulling her closer. Don't fight it, Tarkhan. Don't you see? The storm wants us to enter. Everything we could ever hope for is inside. We'll be kings! Damn it! We should have never come this close, dick. You're going to die, and you're taking us with you. There's a loud snap as one of the ropes in the sails breaks, and a loose beam of wood comes hurtling down towards the two squabbling sailors. In a split second before impact, there's a swift glint of steel, and the beam is cleaved in two. We pan down to see a nimble halfling, wearing a daring expression standing between the two men. Wild, dusty brown hair partially covers his green eyes. His smile is wide, and he takes an adventurous sight before him. He flourishes his rapier and says, Calm down, boys. Now is not the time for barking. Before either of the two can make a rebuttal, their eyes look above the halfling to the bow of the ship, where we see an immense wave, so large that it towers above them ten ships high. All three sailors grab the ship's wheel and pull as hard as they can. We cut away to a wide shot and watch as the wave makes impact with the ship, and we pan down into the sea until we fade to black. announcements this week we want to go ahead and take the opportunity uh, to ask it if you haven't followed us yet on social media to do so um, the best thing that you can do for us is give us a follow on our twitter at basically gpod follow us on instagram at the basically good podcast also if you have not done so already 
The single most important thing we ask from you is to please leave a review on Apple Podcasts for us. This allows us to reach many more people um, and really keeps us at the top of the list. Even if we get one or two a week, we'd love to have your feedback on there. We'd love to hear from you all. We've had really good chatter last week about the one shot that we did, Red Contract 498, featuring Sissy Jones and Mylan Fitzwater Barrows. If you'd like to watch that, that is also available up on our YouTube channel right now at the Basically Good Podcast. Uh, you can find us on YouTube and watch the entire rundown of it there from start to finish, including all the audio mishaps and everything. But it was a great time. Go check it out if you haven't done so already. We want to go ahead and also thank you all who donated to the cause. We raised about $362 for Equality Now at the wrap of our fundraiser. So thank you all who came out again that evening and donated, you know, $10 here, $20 there. It makes a huge difference in the long run. So thank you very much. And as all the announcements we have for this week, short and sweet, please enjoy this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. We open to a dark red rushing river. The Vanji River meets the fever sea like an open wound, the iron-rich clay dyeing its waters a rusty red. Legends hold that the blood-tinted waters issue from the wounds of the Gorilla King who lives in the heart of the dark jungle. The ramshackle town of Blood Cove clings precariously to the enormous roots and scaffold-wrapped trunks of one of the gigantic mangrove trees that grow at the edge of the river's mouth. This port ekes out its existence between the laden trade ships with their cargoes of coffee, ivory, precious metals, and exotic woods from the interior, and the custom paid by the visiting pirates from the shackles offloading stolen goods and booty. Expeditions up the river for rare commodities the jungle holds end in disaster as often as success, but the lure of quick fortune ensures a steady flow of traders and speculators despite the danger. Whatever their goals, all who head up river leave port with one final admonition from the locals ringing in their ears. Anything can happen on the blood. And then title card, River Into Darkness. And we're going to pan through the streets of Blood Cove, this pirate haven on the edge of the Mwangi Expanse, to the docks, where we see the man's promise in pieces, barely afloat. We see a crew of Rahadumi Sailors barely keeping it afloat as they uh, throw water out and, and make small uh, wooden patches on the hull. But down on their luck, we see a group of adventurers sitting in the hot summer sun. What are they doing? They are just... Throwing caution to the wind, Dick turns to Tarkon <laughs> and Welbly and says, Well, hey, Tarkon, if I'd been driving, this would have been a different story. Now we're stuck here. We're stuck here on this bloody port, quite literally, 
because you couldn't drive us into the center of the eye. That's the one thing I wanted to do. I told you you could be captain if you could just get us into the eye, and you fucked it up again. <laughs> <laughs> if you were driving, we would be sitting at the bottom of the ocean right now. I'm the only reason we are alive on this miserable spit of beach right now. Gosh, you suck. <laughs> just because you're some kind of edgy, shady, fletchling weirdo doesn't okay. mean you're the only one with any kind of Wobbly anything out here, Tarkon. He takes his rapier and he's kind of riding in the sand as they're talking and then just writes around them big idiots in the sand with his rapier <laughs> and says, you know how I love y'all fighting. It's, you know it's just my favorite thing, but I don't think we have time for this. Let's try to figure something out other than just spar. <laughs> um, at that, uh, which I will, I will say, I love the, I love the um, imagery. Bing. But you guys are standing on a on a dock because oh, we're on, on a bond. Oh, yeah, no, dock. it's okay. The uh, yeah, Blood Cove. I cut it into the wood. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's vandalism. Um, Blood Cove is is a like city built on stilts. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. on this cove, but it's, and yeah, looking up towering above you, there is a giant mangrove tree that is, uh, it's colossal. And what so is a mangrove tree? Uh, it is a tree that's like a hundred stories tall or something. Like it's, it just goes oh. all the way up and you see the city is kind of built in a um, back switch, like horseshoe turn up and like left and right all the way up the tree. Oh yeah, uh, that's sick. But then you guys are kind of at the bottom where all the all the ships are kind of ported, um, and yeah, you guys uh, are. <laughs> Wobbly says that, and then you guys see a uh, a gnome with a uh, uh, very uh, gaudy uh, nobleman's clothes and a large, uh, well-oiled mustache come out and says. Well, what's the plan here? I, I don't expect to be here for too much longer. What is your plan, oh captain, for patching our vessel? Yeah, what is your plan, oh captain? Tell us. And I must say, Rosie is not taking a very big liking to the ship. She, she, she hit me just a few minutes ago. I, I think the heat's getting to her. I don't know why she would act so brazen towards me. I'm surprised you, Rosie even tolerates your presence, Contrabar. Anyway, as you Contrabar, were saying, if you don't oh give captain, us two damn minutes, Contrabar, I'm going to start hitting you too. You're not in this group. <laughs> <laughs> Go sit down and wait till it's your turn. <laughs> not, not in the group. I, it, I'll have you know, just a week ago, I was killing little water goblins with the lot of you. Not in the group. Ah, and he just kind of like just marches off. Conjabar, Conchi, I was messing around, man. <laughs> no, Wobbly, he's no, no. See, what he doesn't understand is he is just as much a little water goblin as those he was killing. Anyway, as you were saying, Tarkon, we need to find out a way to make some money. How can we patch up this ship? Who can we fight? Sorry. Right now, <laughs> beating habits. someone up and taking their money sounds pretty good. I'm gonna be honest. As long as you don't kill them, I'm fine with any means for us to get back on the water, back into the eye, like I said earlier, if mm. we can get to the eye, this treasure, this fame, there's more than we can ever, ever dream for. So we're you looking for a good way. mugging in or the, a simple you mean theft? In the afterlife. You meant to say that 
when, when we die, when we go into the storm again, then we will have everything we want. Okay, look, Tarkon, I'm, I'm fairly certain you're already half dead. You have this little ghastly figure that, that <laughs> oh prompts your body and, and just becomes a part of you every now and then. So how am I to know that you aren't already dead? Anyway, as I was saying, the eye holds riches that we can not even dream of. And next time, I'll be the one driving. You'll be the one navigating and we'll get to the eye. I don't understand what the problem is here. Before Tarkon uh, can <laughs> retort, um, there you guys hear a just a earth shattering screech. It's like, and it's you like look up like the camera like shaky cam like looks up and then zoom hards and you see this giant like pterodactyl like ancient bird drake thing fly over cast a shadow on on the town and it just and it just like dive bombs and starts like kind of reaving in and out of the city. And at one point it like picks up somebody and like drops them and they like land in the waters near you and uh, in post uh, chance insert Wilhelm screen here. <laughs> and then it like everyone's like running away and screaming and it hurdles and is dive bombing and it looks like it's coming right for you guys now. And I need you three to roll for initiative. Oh, combat. Oh, and um, Dick, give me a, um, just give me a free like nature check. Nature? Okay, I can do that. Dick is smart. If, if, any, if you guys remember one thing, it's that Dick is smart. So uh, I can do Wouldn't hurt to fly. Okay, nature. Just a perception, right? Um, perception, yeah. Thanks for initiative. Yeah. So my my nature check is a twenty. Okay. And then I'll hold my um initiative for after this. Ooh. Dick, you recognize this as a draconel, which is it is a like primordial creature and very few have ever been seen um uh, they're exceedingly rare and galarian typically existing only in wild fringes where things still um where the things still walk the planet they have long disappeared from more civil sorry all that to say they're they're ancient and because you're on the edge of civilization that's why this one might um have come out but dick you would think that this is a uh, a notable creature to find since you're an academic, but I need everyone's initiative rolls. A 25. Uh, 23. 28. 25, 23, 28. Who got the yes. 28? I did. Tarkon. You did? Tarkon. Okay. Um, Tarkon, you are going to go first, I believe. Let me pull this up. Ah, faster than the primordial beast. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna use uh, theater of the mind for this, so just for this combat. Roll 20 mind of the mind. Theater. Um, hey, Chance, do I need to roll 20 for this episode? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
Yes. yes. Uh, Tarkon, you have the initiative. Also, I'd like to say, um, Zach, uh, welcome. And would you also roll for initiative? What? Zach? Of course. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, 18. What? 18. Okay. Tarkon, what do you do? You see uh. the creature is on the boardwalk, uh, moving, hurtling towards you guys, uh, and is about um, 60 feet away. Um, uh, Tarkon will spend his uh, whole first action doing um, the manifest Eidolon uh, ability. Uh, it takes three actions. Uh, okay. And, um, and he will do it using his synthesis feet, uh, which um, basically means he uh, summons his Eidolon uh, and it and it kind of like becomes him. Uh, so the shadowy flesh of his Eidolon surrounds him, I guess, and uh, he uh, goes into shadow mode. Shadow mode. Shadow mode. We need a we need a drop for that. And run. it's not eyeliner. Yes, a shadow <laughs> mode drop. Shadow mode. And when you don't want your internet history to be recorded. Yeah. Into shadow totally. mode. <laughs> um, okay, and that's that's a full turn. And you are mm-hmm. playing. Time of recording. This is September eighth, and the uh, the Summoner Magus Secrets of Magic playtest just came out, and we are playtesting it on day one. Hey. So. Yep. Very cool. Hey. Relevant. Came out in real times. <laughs> And that is your turn. And then uh, who rolled the 25? Was it that Dick? That was Dickus. All right, Manus. Dick. This large creature is 60 feet away from him. All right, so um, Dick is going to use an investigator feat. So he's also a um, day one. Oh, not This is from the advanced player's guide. Um, oh, geez, he's an investigator, so he's so going cool. to use known weakness, which I'm going to roll, uh, not known weakness, rather, devise a stratagem. So I'm going to roll a d20 now and um, to devise some sort of strategy against this beast as I know of it. And I have to use this roll um, when I, if I strike within this turn. But the benefit is that I get to add my intelligence mod, which is far larger than my dexterity mod because uh, he has a big fat gun boy and chance also decided to homebrew some gun mechanics since we don't have gunslingers yet in this uh, version of pf2e um back in the the early days if you're listening to this far in the future when there already is a gunslinger um characterization path so i rolled a, a 16 just flat d20 so if i choose to to strike um i have to use this roll pretty good pretty good roll um, pretty mm-hmm. good 16 is pretty good um, and so, and you also get to add your int modifier if yes, you're using it that way. So which is perfect. Um, so Dick says, "Hi, shoot its wings, damage its wings. If it's if it's on the ground, it can't do much." Um, to the other two, and he moves up to fire. He's going to take a stride action to get within the range of his pistol, which is 40 feet, and he is going to. Bruh! At the uh, <laughs> at the beast flying down from the sky, man. Two of my characters in the past like ten years have been somehow related to gunslingers, and I'm glad to have a gun in my hands once again. Once again, big big iron on my hip, so to speak. <laughs> um, so I get to use that 16, and like then I'll add my proficiency mod as well as my um, intelligence alongside of that, 
for a 20, um, let's see, that's 12 plus 16, 28 to hit. 28. All right. It's a success. All right. So that's give me some damage. Here. And this is also a striking pistol. Ooh. Ooh. A piercing, so to speak, I guess. Um, so Dick is going to get some some pretty good damage on this. Um, pistols, as we have uh, denoted them, deal 1d8. So he's going to do 2d8 of damage and deal 14 damage to the flying beast. Two sevens on that roll. damage. Well... We see as Dick, uh, you know, does a, uh, what's, what would the, well, I don't know how you'd say it, but like a, the first Sherlock Holmes movie, that's all how I only see investigators. He just like <laughs> zooms in, slow-mo, calculates, <laughs> and then he, he Wings, fires, fracture. takes a few steps forward, fires a shot, and he peppers this uh, this primordial uh, pterodactyl in the, in the wing. Blood uh, puts a bullet hole right through its leathery wing. Uh, blood goes flying, on, splattering onto the dock. And now it's its turn. And Dick has made an enemy. Woof. And this creature, this Dragonel, let's see. It is going to fly 60 feet, closing the distance, or 40 feet, closing the distance to, to Dick. And it is going to, um, actually, it's going to use a move to where it can move and it gets a, uh, a free claw attack. Um, that is going to be a 35. Whoa. That's, that's, a, that's a critical hit. Let's critical start it off. Ooh. Hit. Oh, boy. Yeah. Sorry about that. Got a big. Uh, it's fine, man. Got a big roll. All right. It's a double dam. Okay. It's going to be 35 damage. Oh my. 35 damage. 35 damage. Bro. And this this claw is going to grab. uh, It is going to. Oh yeah, it, it 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 gets a claw tag. It's a double move, claw, as a free action. And if it hits, uh, it it can automatically grab or knock you prone. And is going to grab, Dick. Uh oh, and fly. And then. And then it is going to f- yeah, it's going to finish its movement. And it's going to fly over uh, the man's promise and is going to drop Dick at Fuck. the end of its turn for its last action. Fuck. Also, uh, this is just, I mean, this is obviously just um, spice on the cake for a uh, cake that's uneaten at this point. But I also get to, so I'm level five. Chance told me I was level four a while ago when I created this character, but I'm actually level five. So strategic strike, strike allows me to deal an extra 2d6 damage. Oh, um, when I use yeah. my intelligence mod um, to attack, which is what I did that last turn. So he's going to take an additional eight damage. So he took 22 from me total. Not that that's going to matter much because I'm about to die here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, Dick, I, I, need, I need you to make an acrobatics check as you're being dropped for you to try and reach out and grab like a handhold on the ship's like rigging or something. 
Pretty big acrobatics check. Oh. Okay. I, I mean, I, I rolled well in this acrobatics, so I've got 14. I've got 13 hit points left, so hopefully this, this makes it count. I got a 24 on the acrobatics check chance. Ooh, and then, yeah, you're, you, uh, it flies over the ship and drops you. And Dick, you reach out with one hand and you grab onto like the rope rigging. And you are now 30 feet above the deck, holding one hand is on the rigging and the other hand is your gun. Holy cow, dude. Oh my gosh. Wow, we, we are going okay. to go to Welpley as the, uh, the dragon is now. Um, dragon? Yeah, sorry, the Dragonel. Uh, Dragonel is now going to be uh, cinematically, it is now on the ship. It is on the the, the deck below Dick. The About deck 30 below feet dick. away. The deck below Dick. So the deck it, below Dick. It's 30 feet away from me? Correct. Um, I will make a stride. Uh, and then I want to faint. Here I go, baby. It. I do a little like a uh, little foot dance. I kind of switch them back and forth a little bit, and I'm like, "Watch out! Watch out!" And then I go for it. So my faint deception roll. It gets my perception DC. Uh, yes. Right, Zach. Checks. Yes. yes. Yeah, against perception. Yes, that is correct. Um, twenty-seven. Little, little tricky. 27 against my perception DC. My DC is a 26. So oh, it is a success. Hey! Yeah. That's so what it's like to hear. It is flat footed. Um, and I also gain Panache. Very nice. Dude. We, we hey. are all playing, as Mimic. of now, we are all playing new classes. It's awesome. That have come out in 2020. Give me the freaking Panache. Okay, so now I'm going to, uh, well, okay, so on a feint, um, target takes a minus two circumstance penalty towards its next attack roll to me. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, okay. And then now I'm going to go in to stab it with my rapier. Very nice. I'm going to try and hurt him. So it, it does not have minus two AC this round. It just has minus two to attack. No, it, it does. Oh, it I gets think. both? Oh. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah, it's goading faint. It's like a feat. Gotcha. That gotcha. adds to it. Um, and so now I rolled a hit and I got a 32. 32 yes. is, a, is a success. Excellent. And then I do six damage plus precise strike adds two damage. So eight damage. Eight damage. Ooh, it that's, looks like that's, stings. That's weapon damage and, and your sneak? sneak? Uh, the the thing that I have is is different than sneak. Okay. But it's like when I have panache, I have like... I get two extra damage when I strike. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's a it's constant precision damage instead yeah. of one d six or whatever. Yeah, very and nice. If I do a finisher, so, yeah. I get like uh, the big damage. You don't get your sneak damage. on top of that though. I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Have, he's not attack. a rogue. 
Oh. Yeah. Forgive me. I'm a swashbuckler. Sorry. He's, yeah. He's buckling yes. swashes. I'm buckling <laughs> that swash. Um, yeah, so Welby runs up, fakes out right, this, like, obviously, like, kind of weird, messed up pterodactyl, and then stabs it kind of, like, in the neck. Um, not, not a huge blow, but definitely is going to be weakening it. And then... From the crowd of people on the dock that you guys are that are kind of huddling for like cover, we see another adventure type person rush into battle. And Zach, what does he look like? So from the crowd runs up a young, either a teenager or, or very very young adult, uh, brown hair pulled up into a high ponytail. Uh, with uh, a chunk of it on the back of his head is like white as snow that kind of blends into the ponytail. Deep brown eyes, tattoos that look like cracking sand around his eyelids. Two blue gemstone earrings on each ear. A light tan but weathered skin tone. He stands at about 6'2". A half plate is across his chest that's greening from like sea rust. Um, he has a brown, worn jacket over the top of the the plate. He has no shirt on underneath the plate, but there's some scarring on his flesh. Sand-colored knickerbockers on for pants, and he's got some barefoots, bare feet on some, some little flat sandals. And he's going to run up and uh, shout from the crowd, Oi, boys! Looks like you need some help. And roll to strike this sucker with a natural 16. And um, it's going to be a 30 to hit. Holy cow, who's this hero looking guy? A 30 is a success. <laughs> okay. So, so you're, you're using one move, stride action, and then an attack? Correct. Okay. What, are, what is he using as a weapon? From, from the back, he pulls out a glowing, almost pulsing rune-covered trident and Ooh. just lobs that sucker at the bird. Oh, he's throwing it. Uh, that's going to be 18 points of piercing damage. 18 points of piercing damage. And I would like to think that it, like, pierces the wing and then kind of vibrates and pulls back out of the wing straight back into my hand. Oh, uh, no snap. <laughs> That is so cool. Zach, I don't even know who your character is yet, and I am I am just <laughs> climaxing. He's gonna throw it again. Oh, another natty 16. Minus four, so uh, 20, 26. 26. Yes. Is a hit. All right. Six plus one. Uh, 11 points of piercing damage. 11 on points of piercing damage. We are looking at 59 damage hey, in round yeah. one. And with that, we're going to go over to round two, where we now see the fully transformed Tarkhan <gasps> about 30 feet away <laughs> from the dragon owl. And I believe uh, he's no longer Tarkhan, but he has another name, right, Silas? Um, yeah, uh, Tarkhan's Adelon is named Jartanian. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> like the Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, How's it spelled? He, he caught him on, on Jartanian. Uh, sorry, what'd you say? Huh? What'd you say? 17? 
No, I said, I was making a Pokemon joke. I said he caught him on Route 17. Oh, <laughs> man, I just butchered that joke. Sorry. <laughs> Rough. Thanks, you James. 17? Oh, 17 yeah, so is a mess. Moving on. Shadow okay. Beast. All right. <laughs> Okay, what does he do? <laughs> he is this giant bulging shadow monster. Uh, he uh, runs up uh, with his uh, superior uh, speed and, and strength and uh, is going to um, uh, just start wailing on this 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 bird. All right. Give uh, us some attack. Go, rolls. baby. First attack. It's a 31. Okay. 31. All right. That's a hit. Let's see how this new summoner class works out for everybody. Is it that deals 12 damage? 12 damage. All right. As he slams his fist down upon the, the bird, and he's going to make another attack. Okay. Oh, baby. That's a 25 to hit. That's also a hit. Great man. Uh, 12 damage once again. 12 damage once again. All right. Boom, boom. This thing is just like, like its face is just getting pouted like by two, like a right hook and then a left hook. It's it's getting stabbed in the neck by a rapier, uh, stabbed twice by a trident and then shot in the wing by a gun. Now we're going to go, speaking of gun, to the guy holding it dangling above the monster 30 feet above holding on to some rigging what is dick doing <laughs> oh my gosh okay dick is no stranger to perilous environments so um he is going to calm his mind here and he's going to once again devise a stratagem at the beginning of the round so he's going to take a moment to collect himself and remember what his goal is here um and he during his devising of a stratagem, there's one more thing that he can do that I didn't do uh, last round chance. Okay. Um, and I can, I believe, roll another knowledge check. And if I critically succeed, I get a plus one on my rolls. Okay. Um, but if I, if I succeed just normally, then uh, nothing happens differently. But it's just like an added bonus to my devise a stratagem. Okay. Um, so it's a nature check, right? Right. Okay, nature check is a 24. Is that a crit? Uh, 24 is not a crit. Okay, so I don't get an added bonus, but I do get to add my intelligence mod if I choose to strike it, which I will. So that is also an added benefit. So did, did um, you recall knowledge? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I recalled, um, I recalled knowledge as a part of my device strategy. Did you want to ask a question about the creature? Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Um, I think we would all benefit from knowing what its hit die are. Uh, well, there are no more hit die in two. That's true. So we'll cut that. Um, What's another question you might have? Uh, resistances? <laughs> Does it have any resistances? It is immune to being paralyzed and being put unconscious. Okay. Um, but I okay. will say you notice that its eyes are bloodshot and it has some red tinge on its gums. And you would know with your nature check um, that it has gotten into something known as, you see, um, it is, it has gotten into a plant that causes creatures to become mad, uh, known as the red ague. So you know that this is 
perhaps could have been a peaceful dragon owl, but it has gotten into some some weird fungus or, or plant causing it to go crazy. All right, that's wow. good to know. Okay. It's tweaking. All right. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's got to die regardless. So um, Dick is going to aim for the other wing this time uh, with his gun. He's going to kind of reload. Like, he's holding on with one hand. He's going to, like, with his mouth and his gun, he's going to just, like, you, you remember that? Uh, uh, do you guys remember from Tom and Jerry, that episode where Tom, like, lights his, like, rolled cigarette with his gun yeah, and, like, yeah, his, yeah. like, flips it up with yes. his mouth. That's, like, what Dick is doing. <laughs> and he reloads and, like, aims down and... You know the drill. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. You know the drill. Um, Just oh getting flashbacks. Gosh. Of, of Natural Dick. 17 for a 30 to hit. Nice. Tell me that's a crit. A 30, a 30 is a no. hit. A crit. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Okay, well, at least I get, I get the damage and it's striking. So can't complain too much. An additional 12 damage to the other wing. Nice. 12 damage. Uh, I, I'm getting flashbacks of Dick, like, refusing to kill anyone and just, like, okay, well, I shoot them in the hand <laughs> and maim them permanently Handless. and damage them emotionally for <laughs> But I life. saved their life. I saved their life, though. That's the one thing you But he forget. doesn't kill them. He just waits for hey, one of us to Hey, remember when I didn't kill that Ramadumi? We ended up saving them, and he, like, owed me his life. Remember that? And he saved my life? Oh, yeah. Because I just kill him. No one's allowed yeah. to hear this. Oh, that's a, that's a spoiler, happen. but... <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> well... Well, speaking of... Dick, you load the gun with your mouth. You fire the pellet. Hits the other wing. And the whole Dragonel crumbles to the deck. Bleeds out. And breathes its last as Dick has killed the Dragonel, and combat is now over. Yeah, baby. Whoa. <laughs> I does uh, does anybody want to help me get get me down here? I'm I'm kind of stuck. I also am just imagining that the ship just buckles with <laughs> the weight and just, just you sink your own ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's slowly just taking on water. Yeah. Um. But no, yeah, uh, Dick, you are easily able to kind of maneuver your way, climb back down the rigging. And now the three of you are standing uh, on on the top deck, just this giant. Uh, I don't know how Dick feels about this, but you would um, you would know that this is a very rare species. It's like finding a dinosaur when dinosaurs are like most it's like endangered, you know, um, but obviously this is not it was not in its right mind, but you did have to put it down. Um, so the three of you are there. Um, everyone on the boardwalk is just like thanking you and like, hey, hey, they can't, they did it. Hey. And like everyone from town is kind of like rushing over to get a good look. Uh, but yeah, you look next to you at this odd young, young looking human boy who helped you with a returning trident. Hello, human boy. Hello, hello human <laughs> boy. I, uh, thanks for the help. What's your name? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, of course, no problem. Um, is everyone okay? Are you okay? I saw you holding uh, really high up there. That's pretty frightening. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a thing for me. I'm used to being put in perilous situations. My name is uh, Dick, uh, Captain Falcon, as, as some call me, but uh, not the formal mm. captain of this ship. Uh, these, are my, uh, these are my comrades. 
uh, Welbly over there, he's uh, small in stature but large in courage. And our uh, commanding officer or some other bullshit that he likes to call himself, Tarkon. We call him Teflon because nothing sticks to him apparently. Uh, he's a non-stick cooking vessel. That's mainly what we use him for. But uh, we're the Salty Dogs, and as you see... And, and my name's Conchabar. <laughs> I'm a bit of the, the cultural man of Conchabar, the ship. Conchabar, get out of here! Conchabar <laughs> is a fucking simp, and I oh won't have gosh. him butting in <laughs> on my introduction. And this is Conchabar. He's a simp, but he's a good... He, he's a good man. Uh, I, I don't know what you mean by simp, but I must say that I would have helped in this fight. You know I am capable, but I had to see to Rosie and protect... Protect her. I, I must go check on her simp, once more. Simp. He's Please. a simp. He's a fucking simp. I told you. Contraband. Nice to meet you. Uh, and the rest of you as well. Um, I, I, uh, sorry if I intruded on anything. I don't want to step on your toes by any means. Yes, you um, are on our ship. <laughs> oh. Um. Is this a ship? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Wrecked. No. <laughs> No, sorry. I, I, see, I see people working here. I'm so sorry. I'm still getting getting my bearings a little bit. It's been some mm -hmm. time since I've been out on the docks. Um, uh, my name is Cork Grayscale. Um, I uh, just was was intrigued by the the beast as as much as you were. Um, what is this? Is this your vessel here? Wait, did you say your name was uh, Cork? Yeah. Yes. Wow, uh, a, a single-syllable name starting with a C. That reminds me of uh, Cog. Uh, I need to take a moment to... May, may he rest in peace, but... Uh, what? Cork, Cork. It's, uh, it's, nice, to, it's nice to meet you. Um, oh we goodness. are... We currently lost uh, a lot of our crew, and uh, if the others are okay with it, you've got quite a steady hand. Would you like to... To try the seas or try whoa, the whoa, land whoa, with whoa, us. Whoa, 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 just comes around the corner. Hey, whoa, 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 what's whoa, going on? He brings them over for uh, a little huddle. A powwow. What's up, what's up Cork is checking out the bird thing. What's, what's and just going on? What are you doing? Look, look, we lost a lot of men. They left us. Because of your poor driving. And I, I see an able-bodied young man over here who out of, for no reason, decided to help us slay a beast that was not exactly. harming him at all. So why don't we take him There on? is a reason, and we just don't know it yet. Okay, okay, okay. I understand where you're coming from. Is this the guy we're going to we mug? Uh, <laughs> we, could, we could steal his money. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let him come along. And if he tries to double-cross us, then we triple cross him. Three X's, that's death. So we steal his gold if he crosses us. Because he'd be dead. No <laughs> amount of gold will ever beat a good hand and a steady friend. So let's just that is just that is a lie. That that is that is a that is a big okay, lie. We all that you know just that you're told. a sociopathic moron, but I think that he could be a good addition he to could. our crew. He might be able to be a good one. He, he might not be a full salty dog, but maybe he can be like a, a corn dog or something. Slightly fried. I don't know. Fine. Just keep an eye on him. What are you and, talking hey, Dick? About? Dick? What? If he screws us, this one's on you. Look. Yeah, I, this one's on you. personally, 
like to think the highest of mankind, then I believe we'll be fine. And when he is I mean, the one easy saving, to do when you're at the bottom. When he's saving all lives later on, I will also take credit for that, Tarkon. So thank you very much. All right. Whatever. Anyway, if he saves cool. this, he's most likely going to get the credit. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> Cork, uh, we had a small powwow, and um, Cork yeah, dog. Yeah, just a few feet away. Uh, yes, we're gonna pretend you didn't hear any of that. <laughs> and um, I would like to formally extend a hand, a, a quite a salty hand, to you, uh, to be a part Ew. of our comradery, to be a part of our band of brothers and sisters, and those who don't identify as either, uh, to be a part of the salty dogs. Would you like to join? <laughs> I haven't had a thing to do for months. I haven't had walking ages. No, of, of course. Um, uh, uh, yes, that makes me feel good. <laughs> okay, no, so I won't let you down. We, uh, he's like, we can't he's pay like, I'm gonna, you. I'm going to take a job. Yeah. <laughs> we can't pay you, but oh. what, what we can't pay you in gold. We can pay you in lush stories, honor, mm. and a place as a part of of the most illustrious group of adventurers on this land. Plus free life lessons and gambling. Tarkon's hand, his face is just in his hands. He holds them there for a second and then his hand, and then he just kind of pushes them back over his forehead and his eyes get really wide. Small uh, rations that, of rub. That this is not the first time he has heard this kind of talk, and it's wearing him very thin, <laughs> and he hates it. Um, at this uh, kind of moment, you guys see there is someone standing on your ship. They've kind of like walked up the the gangplank, and um, it appears to be someone wearing like some white and black kind of clothing. Uh, looks a bit nice, uh, better than what everyone else is wearing. Um, bit fair, fair skinned guy. And uh, he kind of just like waiting for you guys to finish, like has something to tell you. I pulled my trident out tonight. <laughs> is this is this one of those men? They supposed easy, to be on hey, the ship? Hey, easy, they easy, steal from easy us? there, Court. No, it's okay. I just we want to make sure that everybody has a chance to be redeemed. Look, uh, you might have heard something about pirates being ruthless and cutthroat and uh, aggressive, but we prefer to approach things from. Uh, a hand of, of kindness. So if you'll put that trident away, let's let's find out what this oh. man has to tell us. Of course. I like this kid. <laughs> I see you are on my ship. Yes. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's your your ship. The, um, uh, I apologize for the... <laughs> sorry, I didn't say apologize. I'm uh, sorry that the creature landed here. Um, well, I have to say, uh, I wanted to thank you all for saving uh, us any kind of motions towards like a group of people that are just the, the, the villagers or townspeople this is n namely me um, you see I, I work for a very esteemed um, organization and uh, I don't think you realize uh, quite a valuable life you've just saved and uh, I, I, you all seem like strong adventurous type um, I don't think many evil people would have uh, Stopped uh, to done such a heroic deed to just slaying a dragon. Sure. Um, so I, I would like to just leave this with you. And he kind of puts a little card into Tarkon's hand. 
um, like a business card, mm-hmm. and it has a sigil on it. Uh, and uh, take that back. It's not a card. He he holds out like a little coin. Okay. And on the coin, uh, in Tarkon's hand, you see there is a, a sigil of a shield with a, like three snakes on it. And he says, "This is a token of gratitude, from the Aspis Consortium." And uh, it it might not be a gold piece, but uh, it does fetch a good price at the Bloodroot these days. Bloodroot. Well, What's the blood root? Sounds like snake oil. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the blood root is a tavern in Blood Cove. Um, oh, okay, okay. And he says, oh, well, I must be going. Thank thank you again for, for travels on your vessel. And he kind of looks down at the broken ship and kind of makes his way off. As he's, as he's walking away, I say, uh, good sir, uh, you left something with us, and I'd like to leave something with you, if, if, if you all recall, uh, in... On the ship, Dick had taken up woodworking, so he oh, is going no. to hand him a small piece oh, of no. uh, of birch wood that's been carved into what looks like a dog kind of wallowing in the sand. Um, and on the back, it says, the salty dogs. So Dick says, uh, yes, this is, our, this is our calling card, and I'd like for you to hold on to this. For the salty dogs, we play to swim. And uh, we are heroes uh, of, of the greatest accord. Actually. Of the greatest so, accord. If you have any need huh. for heroic duties or someone to take an offer for gold, we're your men. Uh, I see you, you You found some street urchin child to, to craft you one of these small trinkets. Very nice. Um, punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have merch? Uh, I buy street urchin. I hope you mean sea urchin. I punch you because in the face. I, Dick, am a resident of the high seas, and I will take no less. All right, goodbye. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, yes, th- thank you for t- for mm-hmm. the gutter yep, trash. I punch him in the face. Hey, you guys are very nice. Let me punch him in the face. Let me just give him one. Oh, that that fetches a high price at uh. At the the, the, the Pathfinder nope. Society on the other side of Galarian, nope. you can turn it in for a free drink Mm-mm. and a free night stay. I promise right. we're going to be the ones to, to conquer the eye of a You deserve a punch I, in the I promise. <laughs> All right. What are you guys doing? All right. Let's go sell this. Yeah. I'm game. Let's sell it. I'm game. Where do you say the blood? blood the blood, blood root. The blood root. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, uh, the blood root. Yeah. Let's go. So, uh, what brings you guys here? Um, oh, my goodness. He's still here. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about this later. Uh, let's oh. go to the blood root, get some drinks and Follow some me. I know where it is. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, fair enough. You, you guys are walking off, and um, Contraboss says, And what am I, what are we supposed to do with the dragon? Package dragon it up. on the ship. Package it up in case we want to sell it. Contraboss. Come here. He Look at me. Here. You are capable. You are strong. You're intelligent. I will take all of that back if this bird is not off of this ship by the time we return. <laughs> and then Tarkon walks away. I, 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 uh, don't, I don't know you how and to Rosie, feel about that. Go find a place to skin it, sell it, hide, sell it to some kind of 
I, I, it's, it's a rare bird. I, I, I know that much. But I don't know how much uh, its pieces will go for sale. But someone in this town will take it as a trophy. And I fully believe, as Tarkon was saying, that a man of your stature can flip this bird into a hefty sum of gold. He's going to flip it. Flip this bird. <laughs> yeah, All right. I believe Bring us some Kanchi. money. All right, you guys uh, make your way through Follow me. through Blood Cove. Yeah, following uh, Cork, uh, who is uh, familiar with the um, with the city, the town, the pirate town. You guys kind of get to know him at this point. Uh, um, I would imagine you guys would uh, share with Cork some information of why you guys are here, what kind of put you in the situation. Um, but. What passes for the cool of evening in Blood Cove, with a welcome sea breeze off of the fever sea, has descended upon the port. Lamps are lit and passed out drunks are beginning to acclimate on the boardwalk outside the town's seedy grog shops. And as you guys make your way along the crowded walk, a massive man, who looks to have some orc blood in his veins, blocks your path with arms crossed over his barrel chest. This is, uh, you guys are right outside. The name's Ur- the, uh, Ur- Urkel Short. <laughs> uh, you guys are right outside the uh, establishment with the sign that says the blood root. Um, next to him stands a man in a black cloak and leathers. The image of a snake upon a shield is embossed on a brooch attached to his cloak. He wears a rapier at his hip and bears a fine oiled mustache. And in a soft voice, laden with the faint accent of the Shackle Isle, he says, Greetings. I am Kaleem Esteban, captain of the River Queen. And I have a business proposition to make you. If you care to let me buy you all a drink. And he gestures the entrance of the busy tavern. This place has great drinks. All right. Sure. If you want the bird, you have to tell us now because we have somebody that's looking to sell it. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I'll take you up on your offer, but I only drink craft ale, so uh, it might be quite a hefty bill. Just letting you know. Well, I don't think that'll be a problem. Will it, uh, sorry, will it? Urkel. Urkel. Short now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dominguez. Will it Farouk? Oh. Farouk, uh, the half-orc kind of grunts. And yeah, the this guy, um, the half-orc, has uh, his human high, his human side is a Vudrin descent. So he has like the earthy skin tone of the, the Vudrin um, ethnicity of human uh, while also having the orc complexion that kind of overshadows it. Uh, but he dresses in a brightly colored turban, vest, and pantaloons. Whereas... Uh, Esteban is in a more uh, shackles uh, garb. And you guys enter, you follow them into the blood room. As they're heading inside, um, Tarkon pulls, pulls Dick aside for a second. He says, Dick, I know. I know we get in there and we start, we start making this deal. You're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna say stuff like that, that thing you just said. About the 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 money, I'm gonna need you to not look. Talk it's all hey hey Dick. It's all it's all look, part of the strategy. 
Look, like I, when I, you I, think it, of those things, I'm, this time. I'm a man, I'm a man of strategy. Mm. Look, I understand. Exactly. I understand. I'm, I'm with you. But if we were following my strategy, we wouldn't be here right now. So um, I'm going to I'm going to work with you this time. I flick them each but, on the uh, forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Oh, well, Wobbly, well, well, look, all I'm saying is I let him be captain. And I he flick him on the forehead the show, again. And now that he's he's yes. running the show and all this shit, I can't say my two bits. Dick, now I'm going to sit. All right. Okay, look, I'm going to get my Isagiri pale ale. It's my favorite ale. It's got 78 Isagiri bitterness units. And I'm going to drink it in the corner. And I'm not going to say a damn near thing. And if you ask me to say anything, I'm going to say, fuck you, Tarkon. You deal with it. I'm going to just sit over here and nurse my drink. Is that what you want? You want me to shut my mouth? All right, I will shut my overly intelligent mouth. That's right. Yes, I have a degree, Tarkon. And if you don't want my input, I won't give my input. Fuck you. Well, we move into the blood root. <laughs> I would respond, but I'm laughing to her. <laughs> uh, um, we move into the blood roots, and again, it is a seedy oh, little so establishment. Uh, very, very rough pirate uh, uh, place. place. And you guys are wa- yeah, place. Sorry, you guys are walking in, and you see like knives are stabbed into tables, and. Um, you see tables. mugs of uh, flagons of ale. Uh, the whole place is a haze of, uh, of smoke and tobacco um, fumes. And you guys actually... <laughs> yeah, tobacco fumes. Fuck smoke and tobacco <laughs> fumes. My, my, my brain doing, is yeah, like out of like yeah. adjectives. Yeah, I'm just like grasping. <laughs> but anyways, you, you get the idea, the mental image of this um, establishment. And it's but fumes. I, and it's tobacco it's fumes. Many fumes. Um, One of which and, being tobacco. Yeah, and you guys uh, also over the corner, you see some uh, some men um, around a table where you see little uh, little uh, animated heroes fighting. And then one of the hey. heroes stabs the other hero and it dissolves. And then uh, one of the pirates punches the guy in the face, and there's a little brawl <laughs> happening. Uh, and then some people are grabbing the gold that's on the table. Um, but yeah, you guys go in and um, uh, Kaliam uh, Esteban is going to kind of uh, knock on the bar. And he says, he says, it, uh, yes, friend, if you could bleed us a few drops of uh, bloodroot bock, we'll be over in uh, the corner. And he leaves a gold piece and... Uh, you see them kind of preparing the drinks, and you guys sit down. And not too long after, uh, they bring you um, a couple uh, pints of a bloody, like like a ruddy red uh, ale. Um, which I don't know if someone wants to do a knowledge local. Actually, um, which I'll just say, uh, Cork, you yeah. know that this uh, this ale. Is, is a bach made with the uh, tree sap of the mangrove tree to give it its kind of ruddy color. Does it have a lot of iron in it? Yeah. All right, good. It's, it's good it's, for your blood. Yeah, it's it's really good. You want to eat the celery first. <laughs> um, but yeah, Thank so you. yeah. Uh, and uh, Kaliam says, oh, yes, drink up, my friends. Uh, oh, do you have the token? That's my man gave you from before. Tarkon pulls out and uh, flips it between his fingers. Um, <laughs> Savvy. <laughs> so, we do. 
Good. That token uh, means you are a friend now of the Aspis Consortium. And for what I'm about to offer you, one would need to acquire such a token. He says, are any of you familiar with the Aspis Consortium? He says, as I also ask you to make a knowledge local check. <laughs> you mean society? Society. Society. Yes, society. A society check. Natural Ooh. one. I, <laughs> this is your home, and you have no clue what the hell is going on. 25. Oh, 13. 26. Good, because I wasn't going to talk dick. anyway, you bastard-ass so, piece of... Um, so, yeah. So, Tarkhan, you have heard of the Con- Aspis Consortium. It is a trade group primarily based out of Cheliax, but has a strong presence in Absalom as well, where much of its trade is conducted as uh, in Absalom. It is loyal to no single government, but carries a trade charter which, uh, with and is recognized most of the northern nations. It is involved in all sorts of legal trade, and its business in the Mwangi expanse is just one branch of its operations. Um, the Absa, uh, Aspis Consortium, like many nations and trading companies, has a strong presence in Blood Cove in order to tap the resources of the nearby jungle for great profit. It is one of the most important players in the river trade and controls two important trading stations that serve as hubs and supply depots, not only for its own boats and caravans, but for those who also trade on the river. These two depots are White Ridge Station and then Nightfall Station. So, you would know that as being in this pirate world you would have heard. I like to think of them as the East India Trading Company. Gotcha. The good guys. They are, uh, yeah, they are, no, they are not tied to any government oh, and they work guys. for like all yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, but he says, uh, so he says, do you know anything of the Aspis Consortium? A bit. Well, as, as uh, I'm looking, the others, uh, we, we're very lucrative enterprises that uh, many um, adventurer types as yourselves might be interested in. And uh, currently at the moment, we're, we're doing a bit of hiring. Go on. Well, I'll just cut to the chase. Um, one of our uh, trading depots up the up the river. Um, we're running into a bit of problems, and we're in, in need of a few more strong arms and swords. And um, to be quite honest, we don't like the riffraff around here. Don't think they're up for the job. Don't want to pay them for them just to to die before they get there. But then, yeah, uh, we see uh, you all come into port and take care of a, a dragon that I hear uh, down in the docks. And uh, I must say, um, we are very interested in seeing what you all are capable of. How, uh, how long's the job? Well, uh, it, it should, uh, this job specifically might only take a week, um, but there's no telling of the jobs that you, uh, this could turn into a little bit more than just a one-time gig, if it goes well. 
This has been one lucky day for me. I think we should take it. Uh, no work it, for three months, huh? A, dra- a dragonelle, uh, just to be uh, specific. It I was basically a dragon. I, I promised my uh, my uh, colleague that I wouldn't say anything, so uh, oh we'll pretend that I didn't say that. Thank you for the aid. I appreciate it. It seems that uh, this opportunity would come at an advantageous time for the both of us. So, uh, I think we would be uh, inclined to make the deal. Ah, excellent. Well, I, uh, I suppose you might be interested in what uh, it all might entail. We can go over the details. It's, um, it is Nightfall Station that is requiring your services. Uh, it's very far up the river, into the Noingi. Um, we'll be stopping at Whitebridge Station, uh, only about 200 miles from here. And uh, we, we are willing to pay 20 gold pieces per day of this expedition. Does that sound something in your, in your realm of uh, expertise? Give me a, give me, give me one moment. Uh, and he uh, rehuddles um, with uh, with the four of them. He says, um, "Dick, how much, how much money do we need?" Uh, let me consult the uh, the gods of the roll and ask what kind of check I need. I have I have a knowledge pirate law, so uh, can I use my pirate law to to, <laughs> yeah. to test how much gold we need to repair our ship? All right. That is a twenty six. Twenty six. Um. Yeah, you guys are probably gonna need around like a thousand to fix the ship. Oh my! So he's paying each of us twenty gold pieces yes. a day. Correct. Each of us twenty gold. Yeah. So that would be—is is, is this just the four of us? So it's like five sixty for the week. Yeah. So that's like. Hey a, man, that's half. He says. I mean, that's, and and we um, there is a signing bonus of a hundred gold pieces each. That's plenty. That'll work. Uh, what about our uh, all right. what about our fifth guy, Contrabar? <laughs> no. Um, look, there is I, no amount of gold that would make that worth it. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> but is uh, is he also a dragon slayer? I I don't no. remember hearing him. No, before. he's not. I'm sorry. Uh, don't don't worry he's about a him. Could he? He's a failure. <laughs> um, back in our huddle, I say, talk on of uh, I've run the numbers, and um, if we stick with this group for for like a month we'll have enough gold to repair our ship get supplies pay a crew and be on our way back to the eye a month that's a long um, time it could it could be less than a month it could be like i mean honestly like we could with the signing bonus we could we could maybe wheel it down to to three weeks but we'd be quite bare bones but we could make it work all right we can squeeze a little more uh, Tarkon turns back around. He says, um, for crew of uh, our level of expertise and, and based upon our, our current needs, make it 22 and you have a deal. Uh, give me a diplomacy check. Mr. I'm Kid. also going to use my investigator uh, check to clue in and roll Ooh. a free... Um, Way to go. 
like a what's it called? Um, we use perception to sense motive. What's sense motive? Yes, I'm in sense motive on the on these boys. This angle. I try to use my skills as I have them. Um, that's another twenty-seven. Okay, nice. Um, sense motive on him. Uh, what are you looking for? Uh, I'm I'm looking for like for one like if this is a setup like is he trying to like ah, like is he is he underselling us and does he plan to like set us up for something or and uh, also another sense motive to see if like he's lowballing us or if he's like honestly offering what he can offer. Yeah, um, with that you would know, you would know that he for the people he works for he he definitely could offer you more money. But what he's offering you is substantial for it, it's a good price for the job you're doing. Because mm. if yeah. all thing if all thing goes correctly, you ride up the river for a few days, you act as guards for Take a facility for a yeah or for a couple of days. Well, you're, you're saying you'd be guards, yeah. And then when um, whenever you're no longer needed, you just head back down. And getting almost a thousand gold net is is a lot. You know. Some, it's it's good money, yeah. Yeah, um, and and and, um, and he will add, and he says, uh, "Yes, we we are bringing um, quite a, a bit of a load of uh, rations and equipment for the for the station at um, uh, at the end of the river. Um, they are in need of some rations, um, but we also uh, are just waiting for our normal Aspis Consortium uh, men to arrive, but they are." Taking the sweet time from Cheliax and should be here in a week's time. So you would only be uh, helping us for the time being. Um, but like I said, this uh, job could lead to many more uh, uh, lucrative opportunities for you all. Yeah, Dick is going to take his knowledge that he knows that like they're paying us well, but like there's wiggle room, like they could pay us more. Um, and kind of chime in with Tarkan as he like asks for twenty-two gold and, and say and says, um, "Now I, I don't want you to believe that we we assume that twenty gold a day for each of us is a, a cheap price, at the very least. But as Tarkan said, we are adventurers of, of quite a stature. As a, as you know, we, we slayed a dragon, and um, twenty-two gold would would assure that we could do this job to the to the best of our abilities, and that our our motivations would align to uh, to to a greater degree, and he's gonna like try to roll a um, diplomacy check as well to assist Tarkhan's check. Okay. And there's a what? moment in the office where Jim and Dwight come together to make a sale, <laughs> and it's like, and it's amazing, and that is exactly what just happened right now. Right. Silas, <laughs> what was your check? Twenty six. Mine was a twenty two. Okay. Well, uh, you only need a twenty. Uh, to aid, so you get a plus one, so it's a 27 total. And uh, he kind of grins and says, why, of course, you you are not, again, the riffraff that we are normally dealing with. I'll tell you what, we will pay you each 25 gold pieces <laughs> from the generosity Money of in the fucking bank. My, my employers, the Aspis Consortiums. And, uh, oh, yes, I the Aspis Consortiums. A, yeah, uh, yeah. ass piss consortium. <laughs> <laughs> Why uh, I talk to I think you employers, might maybe? have had a bit too much of your ale. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, as we uh, let's seal the deal as they do in Blood Cove, as we do in Blood Cove, 
and he kind of calls out for the um, the the bartender and orders around. He says, uh, "Yes, please, a a round of the beast for us all." The and, beast. Uh, check on that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. It's the beast. Uh, hey, give me a they just bring what? out a really big society? like mug. Yeah, Twenty-seven. Um, yeah, society twenty-seven. You know that um, he is. Uh, He's showing his wealth, trying to treat you. That's and, not a cheap drink. <laughs> and uh, you uh, are Easy all there, bud. given a shot glass of uh, super black uh, rum, which uh, is known as the Beast of the Blo- the Beast of Blood Cove, and uh, it is similar to Kraken. <laughs> so, Silas and I hate it. Um, Silas is gonna. <laughs> Tarkon's gonna it. puke. Uh, Dick is going to say, oh, well, uh, as we might have said earlier, our, our, our interests align here, and uh, I would like to thank you for the gift, and we don't have uh, much to give back as a gift now, but I couldn't treat you with a, a tale of uh, our, our, our consortium here of sorts, if you would like, over a drink. Let's save the stories for yeah. the bit. Okay. Tail for another time, Dick, okay. and he gives him a good pat, like a good, strong, Look, firm pat on, on the back. Don't you dare touch me. Look, we've been over this. If you get to be captain, you can't touch me. We talked about this. <laughs> um, he says... Okay. Uh, uh, he says, well, um, me and Farouk will be uh, seeing you all uh, in the early morning. Uh, you can meet us, and he kind of gives you the area where the dock they're at. You can meet us by our ship, the River Queen. Can I uh, can I roll to see like what level these guys are? Like essentially, like what their level of expertise is. Yeah, per, uh, perception. Perception check. Okay, I want to know kind of what we're dealing with here. Uh, wow. Okay, uh, eighteen natural, so a thirty. Um. Yeah. Uh, the captain. Captain Kaliam uh, looks to be a uh, level six washbuckler, and uh, Farouk appears to be a level five barbarian. Okay, so they're relative. They're relative to us, so like we're not like threatened by them or anything. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you guys are now kind of chilling in the bar, um, and you guys have a gig, twenty-five gold per day, uh, should should last about a week and then he is going to um give you guys uh each a hundred gold in a little pouch yeah that's like that's like 1200 if we finish the gig so that's more than enough to fix our ship and get us some extra spending gold what's um what's cork think about all this (laughs) cork is thinking that gosra is really taking care of him today (laughs) Uh, new friends, uh, a wonderful job ahead of him. He's thrilled. Um, definitely is uh, wary. He's never worked on a, on a, one of these uh, large merchant ships before, only small town merchant ships, and um, but feels comfortable and confident and, and knows what to do. Um, and uh, uh, yes, that's all. That's all for okay. now. Well, I'm going to go ahead and speed things along. You guys are going to head back to the, the man's uh, the man's promise. Uh, are you guys wanting to spend any of the money right now, or are you guys wanting to just uh, hold on to it? It's really up to you. 
Um, I don't have anything I want to spend it on. Um, to save those I, I pennies. I might buy a couple of potions. Okay. Just because I don't I have we'll, any right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll all wreck on it. But at this moment, yeah. you guys are going to maybe buy a few pots for the road, head back to the man's promise. Um, uh, I want to... Right, as, as, we're, as we're hopping back on the ship, I'm saying. Yeah. Quark, did you, uh, did you go ahead and set aside your cruise cut? <laughs> Holy damn. Um, cruise cut. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, I, I also thought you, um, you, uh, you said you weren't paying me. <laughs> so I figured all the money would go to you anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We had free food, uh, right? Yeah, if you just want to want hand it to me, we'll put this in the, uh, the, the ship fund. Yes, what of a course. Kid. That's why I'm here. Thank you. Uh, and he he takes takes it all. <laughs> uh, for future reference, Cork, uh, a cruise cut for for if we if we do ever intend to pay you, uh, which may ne- uh, may never happen, um, a cruise cut is is uh, we we on the salty dog like to go on a cruise uh, once a year. Uh, and that, it's it's that's, quite luxurious. Like a, and, uh, like a like an employee bonus. The cut go, mm. Yeah, the, the employees get to go it's, on a, a party barge. It's, it's uh, a, all you it's can a training. It's a it's, it's like a, a bonding vacation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, an incentive trip. It's a work. So, so, uh, is is Dick future. telling the truth? Does Dick is, is Dick saying like this will happen, or is Dick trying to like further embellish? Yeah, the, he's just he's just being he's just being an asshole. Okay, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. Like if we ever pay you. Like we'll keep fifteen percent of it for like employee training. Also, right, yeah, like yeah. you guys have been on this ship, like captain of this ship, for like one week. Yeah, <laughs> it has not been a long time. <laughs> Listen, um, um, we're perpetuating awful stereotypes tar- about pirates being scumbags. Tarkon, uh, Dick, Mister Falcon, right? Uh, yes, uh, Mister Falcon will suffice. <laughs> Mister Falcon the third. <laughs> I've been I've been at this port for about uh, three four months now and mm-hmm. um, seen a lot of people come through like you, um, good people that are looking for ways to get back up on their feet. So I, I feel as though you might be trying to pull my leg, but please believe me when I say that. Just happy to help. What, I'm gonna I'm gonna sense motive on this kid. He's too good for you guys. No, go ahead. Yeah, this 20, kid's 28. This kid's yeah, weird. weird. I'm, I'm a, actually, I'm also going to do the same. I'm a fucking champion. Oh, you're a champion? Okay, so like, I, I only notice good just, well from you. I'm just a white knight. Yeah. Uh, just here to okay, help you. Okay, Dick is going to like pat him on the back and like pull him aside a little bit um, and say, uh, Cook, um, look, the pirate's life is, is scummy. It's dirty, and it's it sucks. Stinky. But, uh, it's stinky too. Like if you didn't notice, we all have like a, a ten foot stench emanating <laughs> from our bodies, uh, of reeking of rum, and um, good times. You get but used anyway, to it. yeah. Um, I just wanted to let you know that, as uh, as rough around the edges as we can be, we're probably the best crew you could have landed with, and and we'll take care of you if you take care of us. Uh, absolutely, and uh, like I said, I've been here for a while, and as much as pirates tend to be shoddy and all of those things, well, when you fall down, there's always a chance to get back up, and I'll definitely be here to help you back up. As long as you don't die to ghouls, uh, then uh, we'll be fine. I don't <laughs> want to lose 
another yeah. friend. Well, oh, welcome I... aboard. Tarkon's, uh he's he's a little hard on the edges, and um, his uh, his heart's not much better. But somewhere there in the middle, he's a good guy. So uh, and Wobbly's just great. He's great. He's he, <laughs> you seem like and, great uh, people. Con and Contrabar's a simp. Rosie's cool. Um, and the rest of the crew's fine. So fish you'll, you'll find yourself. Fish <laughs> uh, Ambrose Ambrose is literally my father. So uh, you'll get along well with him. And your dad. Um, uh, we will right, uh, show you to a place where you can sleep here on, on the man's promise. Um, as we uh, are, are getting uh, more crew members, we, we're looking to rename it to uh, the crew's promise. Maybe, uh, maybe their promise, something uh, gender neutral. But for now, it's the man's promise. That's the deed for the <laughs> ship. Um, so uh, at, our, at our crew meeting later, you can tell us your pronouns. And um, we will make sure to address you by the name you would like to be referred to. And uh, we're all about diversity and inclusion here on The Man's Promise. <laughs> I've chosen the right crew. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, you guys are all going to hit the hay, get into your your, your um, hammocks. You're going to wake up. You're going to... Um, the... the, the um, the Dragonelle is at the bottom of the de at the bottom of the pier. Wait, he didn't get rid of it? <laughs> you know, he, he, he pushed it off into the, the, <laughs> the, the, the dock. It's just like at the bottom of the, the whatever. Nice. Um, ocean floor. Um, but yeah, you guys, um, they're still trying to kind of like patch up the ship, um, scrounge for food, kind of just Tarkani trying to is chewing subsist. out Contrabar in a corner. In this montage <laughs> that we're going through, yeah. uh, we just see several scenes of Tarkhan chewing out Contrabar for not selling the bird. Yeah. I'm going to use uh, my foraging feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're survival for us. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're you're still feet. Boom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, time's going to pass. We see the uh, um, we see that you guys all packed up ready to go. You guys are brought over to um, this uh, it's it's a uh, it's a barge. It's like the um, uh, the barge from it's what are they called? It's like like river, like like swamp, like where they have like the big rotating. Yeah, it's a ferry. Yeah. Like it has a big giant wheel thing in the back, um, <laughs> and it says River Queen on it. And um, yeah, you guys get closer to it, and um, you see uh, Farouk, the the half orc, is kind of loading uh, cargo. Uh, a big net is thrown over and like tethered down onto the top deck. Uh, you see a bent over looking dwarf. Uh, with a uh, like no eyebrows, uh, burns on his uh, hands, and his beard is cut all the way down to like uh, a little bit more than stubble, uh, and he's uh, hunched over and uh, grumbling um, as he comes from below decks, and you see smoke kind of piling from from below decks, um, and then outside you see Esteban, uh, uh, you see uh, Kaliam Esteban. And he begins kind of showing you guys uh, the ship. Um, and he says, uh, it appears you've all made it. Um, I'd like to introduce you to our um, swabs. And he kind of um, points to three um, youngish men, kind of kind of a, a little bit older than Cork. And he says, we've got Danner, uh, uh, Homan, and Sparago. And you see Danner is a, a, a young, handsome, chelish boy. Uh, Homan um, is a uh, Mwangi uh, man, um, a human. And then you see Sparago uh, is a, um, a Vudra uh, woman. 
and um, they're the swabs, and they all kind of, hey, hey, what's up, you know? And then he hey. says, and, hey guys, and uh, lastly, I'd like to introduce you to uh, Hug. Hug, if you could come out here for a moment. Well, actually, let's let's, let's go just to him, and he takes you down below decks. He says. Now, I don't think you've ever seen a vessel such as this, and he kind of points to the wheel, and obviously you all are very, very taken aback by a vessel. This is uh, more technological than this time period in, in Valerian. It's, uh, it's, well, now it's the, the last of its kind, the River Queen. Um, and uh, he, he, as you're walking, you are shown the engine room, and you see this crazy like glass orb pulsing with energy around this kind of clockwork mechanism and you see this dwarf like hunched over and just like kind of like messing with it kind of like cursing as he's like kind of like getting rid of the smoke and he says Herg these are the men that are going to be accompanying us up the river and Herg says what oh ah, just stay out of my way she's being real fidgety today but not, nice to meet you. Uh, uh, if I ask you for a wrench, I, I need you to get this thing can get real finicky. But with some TLC, she'll she'll get us up the river in no time. Sure. Nice to meet you, Herg. <laughs> DLC. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> nice to meet def you, Herg. Definitely, uh, <laughs> Dick. As an academic, you would be floored by this thing. Give me a crafting check. Got it. I I have every skill chance. You oh. should just. Yeah, I'm I'm a skill monkey to the nth degree. Uh, that's a 29 crafting. 29 crafting. Um, from what you can glean, um, this is um, this is something that you've only heard of. Uh, Kaliam confirms and says, "says Ah, you are taking a liking to a." Uh, uh, yeah, a protein engine. Uh, yes, I've uh, back in my days in the in the, in the academy. I, I've only read about these things. This is this is truly incredible. Well, yes, they uh, many have tried to craft them, but it was only it was only Arthok Sandalspit who was able to actually craft the craft the device. And well, he uh, had a lot of people after him and. Pe uh, unfortunately perished before he could create much more, so this is the last protein engine in all of Galarian. All that it takes is an archophage to power it. And he kind of, like, shows, like, inside the glass there is this kind of weird, like, creature. This little, like, um, like, sucker, like, um, kind of translucent uh, organism that's kind of, like, emitting energy that's powering the engine, which is like turning the, turning the, uh, the wheels. And he says, we, uh, we actually harvest these, uh, archophages, um, up at, uh, um, oh shit, up at, uh, Whitebridge Station, our first stop. And, uh, this little, this little guy should get us there in, in time, and then we'll have to recharge. It's got a little bit of oomph left in it, but should get us up the river. Well, thank uh, you. Thank you, Herg. Yes. Uh, while there is some questions of uh, whether or not the protein engines are humane with the uses of the archophage, uh, it is definitely quite a feat of engineering. Thank you for letting us to see. 
Yes. Well, I'll show you two quarters now. And he shows you quarters. Um, and it's not long after that that uh, Kaliam gives the heads uh, or the thumbs up to shove off. If you guys are all ready. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Let us shove. Uh, all right, you guys. <laughs> shove us off. Um, so, yeah, uh, Kaliam, uh, you guys are leaving kind of the engine room. Um, you guys have met Herg, uh, Farouk, the the half orc. Uh, he is he's kind of the uh, first mate, um, uh, first mate, and also the enforcer of the ship. He kind of follows Kaliam everywhere. Very not a lot of uh, words from him. And then there are the three um, three swabs: uh, Danner, uh, Homan, and Spirago. And you guys are all kind of chilling on the top deck, uh, and they're kind of making the last few uh, things untethering from the dock. Uh, what are you guys? What are you guys thinking? What's going through your heads uh, before you shove off and go up the Blood River? Which, and I will say, um, Cork, you've heard nothing but terror up this river, and even in Dick, with your um, your knowledge check, that you guys are making a lot of money. And yes, it is easy going if you guys just ride up, stand as guards, ride back down. But uh, you've only heard what uh, dangers lurk within the jungle of the Mwangi. And that while riches come down the river, those who go to seek them might not come back. This is um, a Pathfinder campaign, so I can only assume that we will be encountering the evils. But um, <laughs> Dick as a character... Uh, kind of is a little uneasy. Um, he's going to share that with everybody, um, and I'm sure Cork will chime in. But um, I think at, at this point he's more concerned about getting the man's promise back on its on its water legs and getting out of here. And a quick buck is a quick buck. So um, I think he he would just say like as as people are getting ready for bed, he'd say, um, "I'm sure Cork can can lend to this, but I don't want to give false appearances. This is." Not going to be easy money as we might assume it will be. But uh, I believe we can stay alive and I, I believe we can get out of here as quickly as possible. We're, we, are, we are more adept than we've ever been and as long as we watch each other's backs, we'll be fine. Right, Cook? I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, and I will just second what you said. And... Um, I do want to let you all know, though, that uh, hopefully it doesn't sit too heavy on your hearts to know that anybody who would be wanting to take whatever cargo we have aboard um, is going to be do so in a, doing so in an evil manner. So uh, we're completely justified to defend whatever is on this ship. Um, I'm very frightened for these young boys here that um, don't look like they've seen much, much combat. Um, these swabs here, but... Uh, Everyone else looks pretty stout. And I think if we all bend together, hold our own, we'll be just fine. We keep our heads down. We avoid conflict until the last possible moment. Uh, and we do whatever it takes to get the money and leave. I don't care about any of the people on this ship we just oh we we just have to do this for two weeks and 
and we get our money and we go home. That's it. Let's do it. Uh, I wanted to roll another knowledge check to, to find out a little bit more about the Aspis Consortium. Are they fairly a fairly clean faction, the trading guild, or are they like pretty shady? Um, yes. Uh, give me a knowledge check. Or Jerry, okay. roll it. No. Uh, society. Society. Okay, twenty-five. Uh, yeah, you know that the uh, Aspis Consortium is um, high profit, high risk, high reward. Uh, very lucrative, uh, a bit shady. They work everywhere, and uh, very secretive. No one knows who runs the show. So, get it done. Dick has decided to talk on. Um, it's going to kind of say. Uh, Tarkon, I know you're not one for morals necessarily, but if it gives you any uh, sound mind, nobody knows a lot about these guys. Many suspect that they're pretty shady. So if uh, we need to do things in a roundabout manner, lose some people, or maybe underhandedly take what we need to take, we shouldn't feel bad about that. Not that you would anyway, but, you know. Mugging for gold, if that's in our pockets, then mugging corporate uh, aspium shouldn't be far from it. I do not appreciate your tone or your choice of words. You never I do. appreciate but, you. Yes, what you said is true. Well, good night. As good you night, guys sweet, are... Uh, <laughs> As you guys are shoving off, you're on the top deck. You're all kind of huddled around talking like uh, about what you're talking about. And you guys are moving up the river. And Kaliam says, says, ah, yes, we are going up the river now. Prepare yourselves. And then as you guys are um, heading up, the engine, the Protean engine is like humming. You guys are like moving very at a fast rate, um, chugging up the river. Um, sun is setting, and before you guys all kind of go head back down, down into the bottom um, barracks, uh, you see there is a raft coming down the river, passing you. And it's a big, uh, it's a cargo raft. Um, as you understand with r uh, river trade routes that people go up the river, tr uh, uh, rafts come down with goods. And uh, you see this big platform crates, barrels, nets, all, you know, tightly secured, passing down. Kaliam says, ah, to be as a, a shipment of goods is making its way down. Says, uh, yes, perhaps Nightfall Station is is, uh, is doing fine without us. And uh, you guys head down. But we as the audience, the camera, are going to zoom in. As the River Queen passes by, we zoom in to the platform drifting down, slowly pan in, and we get a better look at the cargo. And we see one crate has a mark on it. And the mark looks like this. Oh, oh red shit and fug. We see a oh. three pronged triangle. Uh, symbol etched on the cargo blackout those cinder claws got their nasty slimy claws in every oh, single man. facet of everything stinky oh. cinder boy this nazi nazi meme are we the baddies 
Sticky, sticky cinder boys. We are the bad ones. 